Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Boys. Thomas. Tom. Very exciting news at the top of the episode. We have a Patreon. I don't know if people know this. Yeah. Uh, we saw we'd have a chat about it at the start of today's episode. I didn't know about it. You didn't know we had a Patreon. <laughs> what did you what? think all that extra content we've been recording has been for, Sean? I was hanging out with my friends. You can hang out with us too for five bucks a month. You get a whole bunch of extra bonus content. I'm talking small screen scares. Uh, we've got chases. What else have we got over there, boys? Well, not you, Sean, because you don't know because you've been <laughs> yeah, yeah. recording it. Sean's like, shit, what have they recorded me saying? <laughs> uh, we've got Sean just uh, making lunch. We've got Sean on the toilet. We've got Sean doing all <laughs> oh, no. this. Some good stuff over there. All of our sort of bonus episodes that we do, plus a few more extra things, some RPGs, yep. maybe a certain detective, maybe a book club. Who can say? I can yep. say. That's all there. That's all coming. Plus, we've even got our stretch goals of an audio commentary for John Carpenter's The Thing. And very soon, we'll also have Sean Carney delivering us a movie maintenance on the Underworld franchise. Oh, baby. Fuck. If that's not worth those five little dollars, I don't know what it is. There's a, a fearful one dangling there, too, if we get enough people that we're going to do a seance. Oh, shit. That's Yeah, why'd you agree to that? Why'd you suggest it? You know I've got 30 seconds of courage. It's true. Damo's fault, though. I don't know what his excuse yeah, I know. was. I, madness? I don't know. <laughs> I was just with my boys. I was having a good time. Capitalize on Sean's bravery, Damo's madness, and my stupidity. Five bucks a month. Patreon.com forward slash scaredy boys. You can get all that good stuff. Here's an actual episode. Thanks, boys. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Pontypool. Pontypool is a 2008 Canadian horror film directed by Bruce MacDonald and written by Tony Burgess based on his novel Pontypool Changes Everything. When disc jockey Grant Mazzy reports to his basement radio station in the Canadian town of Pontypool, he thinks it's just another day at work. But when he hears reports of a virus that turns people into zombie, Mazzy barricades himself in the radio booth and tries to figure out a way to warn his listeners about the virus and its unlikely mode of what are you doing over there? What are you giggling at? Thomas I Reed? Forgot, I forgot that his surname was Mazzy, and okay. now I'm thinking about how that sounds like having a wank, and that the hero of this movie, which is quite good, is called Grant Wank. Is that actually a having term a for wank? Having a Maz. Having a Maz? Is that a Geelong thing? <laughs> Fuck, no, I don't think so. Having a Maz. Yeah. Mazzin. Nah, never heard uh, of it. That's not never really going to anything for me. Like, like a, like I a, guess I've done it, but I've never <laughs> known it was that. <laughs> No, because it's like that, like like it's like a slang for masturbate, right? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Very, Having a man, okay. oh. yeah, we're very yeah regional Australian. Okay, like, yeah, 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 I've yeah, gone. Yeah. I'm in the weeds. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I heard it when you were <laughs> yeah, saying. And his you name. started giggling, and I was like, "No, I'm going to get to the end of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at him." Sean, you were actually very good I, this time. I deliberately, that's in. why I looked away. Yeah, because I didn't want to get anyone looking but at it's me. Too bad. I didn't want to look at you because I knew we'd be fine. Well. I might have giggled just because you were giggling, but Great. I didn't know why. No. Mazzy, now that I say it, yeah, I guess, masturbate, Mazzy. More of a masty, is it not? Like, 
That sounds wrong. That well, sounds like you <laughs> fucked it up somehow. <laughs> Mazzy, to me, it's a bit of a leap. I don't think it's a leap. Let us know. Listeners. It's not It's not one I use in my common vernacular yeah. when I'm referring to masturbation. I'll say that much. If I was reading a book and they said Mazzy, I'd have to stop reading the book and- Google it. Hit up Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary and find out what's <laughs> going on. I'm tempted to Google, Google right search now. videos, Mazzy. Oh! oh. <laughs> having a Maz. There's just Tom having a wank. <laughs> I, I feel like the phrase having a Maz is a- is a phrase. Do you want to hear the Urban Dictionary of Mazzy? Yes. It has nothing to do with masturbation. Oh, what is it? It's a super sweet, gorgeous girl who is the best friend anyone could have. Okay. Is that because she's amazing? Maz? Maz. Mazzy amazing. Yeah, must be. Or- That makes sense. She's good at- <laughs> That's like the tamest Urban Dictionary uh, definition I've ever seen. Someone They're named Mazzy has written- No, I, thought I just figured they were all horny. Yeah, nah, someone, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's someone. like when you search your name and it's like someone with your name is written like real cool and someone who doesn't has an enemy with your name is like, biggest fuckhead on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I.e. Atom. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look. Yes. Yeah. There's an elephant in the room in this with this film. Pontypool. Pontypool. Which I didn't know was a book. Mm. Right, yeah, Fascinating. yeah. Or a real town. S- series of books. It's also a radio play before mm. it was a movie, which you can- I think they made it. They made them simultaneously, Jeez. maybe? You started that confident I and did. ended. I think I, no, I think I was reading that they did produce them at the same time. Obviously, we were heavily inspired by Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. So I think yeah. they made the radio play and right. the film. Great concept for a radio play. For me, worked really well- as vi- the visual, I think they actually did a really yeah. interesting. Whereas, yeah. like, we never saw the thing, but watching their reactions was like enough. You got, you never got like really any information until so late in the piece. And I read that a couple of things from the author that are really interesting. But he was talking about how when they were creating the film together, he and the director were talking about how would you depict a chaotic event or a, yeah. or a pandemic or a, or a zombie outbreak or something where you just had no information and mm. no one was telling you anything and mm. that because so often in those kind of films one of our heroes is a doctor or a nurse right. or like in world war z old mates like a, a journalist for the un and he's yeah. like on the case so like yeah he's like an expert in that sort of field right yes right. so you're, you're so close to it whereas like you look at something like the start of 28 days later you mm. just thrust like straight in you're in no idea and these yeah. guys you learn the information as they learn it mm. and there's that added layer of complexity in that this isn't like anything else this is yes Language has become infected. And not all language. No, no. Just some. Very cool idea. But, Sean, your elephant. Yeah, the elephant in the room. I, I, I want to get back to it in a moment because the okay. whole radio play thing is taking me down a different path. Tom, this is very in the vibe of something you've written. Yeah. Yes. Which we've all seen because it was put on in Melbourne. Yes. As a play. Yes. Dead Air. Yes. Which I think is a superior story to this one. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's um, very nice. I really liked Pontypool, Five Stars. Yeah, big, That's good. big rating for me as well. Loved um, it. I had a lesser opinion of it and probably due to the elephant in the room, but I did just want to yeah, mention, do, when you watched it, Tom, Yes. Does it, is this, this probably hits you better than it would for Damon I just because it's so so down the path of the similar in vain to the story that you were doing. It, it is. It was really interesting. Like, I hadn't seen this at all and wasn't really familiar with it until I, a friend of mine has been trying to make me watch this for like 10 years yeah right wait um, so sorry was this the first time you'd watched it it's or? the first time i yeah, watched okay. it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and so then obviously when we were mentioning it i looked up what the concept was and i'm like this sounds insane yeah, yeah. and i'm like this sounds a bit like dead air so right. i want to clarify yeah i wrote a play in like 2013 or 14 yeah i hadn't seen pontypool at no. the time yeah and so now when, I you have- were, when you were making dead air did people say oh have you seen pontypool or is this just such a it's a Pretty cult sort of status. Mm. I, I reckon. I reckon someone possibly was like, "You should watch Pontypool," and I was like, 
you've told me to watch this before, yeah. I just haven't yet. Right. But it is, yeah, the, the story that I wrote was very similar. It's set in a radio station. It's about aliens yep. and mm. about communication. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And how some communication, bad. Did you ever consider Dead Air for a radio play? Yes. So initially yeah. when I wrote it, I wrote it for radio or yeah. for an audio format because we were yeah. like podcasting and right, stuff. And I course. thought, we could do this as a radio play. And for then sure. I was like, we could do some of it visually. And then I just teased it out and it became a... A play mm, from yeah. there, so there, there yeah, because and there are some like when, that's the thing. Like, when I first wrote it, there is a scene in it where a guy pours bleach over his own eyes, yes. right. so he can unsee the things that he has been shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, oh, that'll be great. That's easy in a radio play. And then when we sort of adapted, I was like, oh, I still want to keep that, but um, you're just gonna have to have a container with bleach written written on the side. Side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But even that, that's kind of probably hard in a radio play. Well, visually no, on stage, you could do it, yeah, because you've got the big bleach sign. Oh, yes, but, like, but also can, there's a line of dialogue. You just have to says, have a character say yeah. something about someone the does. Yeah, just yeah, to make yeah. sure. I did have a character yeah. be like, someone take it the fucking bleach out of his yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah. As well as like even just like the smell of bleach. So like so yeah. someone goes, is that fucking bleach? Is going? Yeah. You know, like there's a million ways to do it. There's also I don't know if you've read this one, Damo. Mm. Tom's there's a feature film version of it as well that he's okay. written, which I quite like. It expands the backstory out, and and it's it's a it's a bit of a. I think at the time we were like, should come up with like a low budget film idea, mm-hmm. and then Tom wrote it, and I went, a it's really fucking good. <laughs> B it's not really low budget anymore. I went, I was like, oh, visually we can expand on the thing. It doesn't have to be like a 10-minute a, a monologue. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Too much. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Too much. But if you have a theatre company, you should reach out to Tom to do Dead Air because I'd actually like to really see it yeah, again. Yeah, I'd love to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great, great script. Thanks, boys. The elephant Pontypool. in the room. <laughs> Pontypool. We're watching this film, right? We were yeah. together. We were having... It was great vibes. Mm. Yeah. We're watching it. A lot of vibes. And a lot of my thinking for this movie was... I don't really like the way it looks. The color grading. The color grading. I oh, think I had forgotten about this <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not a psycho when it comes no, to color grading. No, no, no. There are people out there who will who will side with me on this. I, I think. I actually, considering you're about to go off at me, yeah. I side with you on this because I, I even made a note being like, "Yeah, the color grade is a lot on this thing." I thought the color grading looked a little amateurish, yeah. and I know it was a low budget film, and I really wanted to embrace it because the idea and the concept's really cool. But the look of it was really throwing me mm. off. It was this sort of orangey yellow, quite a yuck look. It was Did weird we say when sunset they... kind of colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like dusk. Dusk, but inside a dark radio station. You know what it looked a little bit like? Mm. I don't know if you guys have this setting on your phone where when it gets late, it actually turns the blue light off. Yeah. yeah and it's like a little that's bit dusky. Exactly what it yeah, looked yeah. Like. it was like all the blue yeah. light. And I've got to say, in cinema, I love a blue light. <laughs> Blue lighting. Is that why you oh, love Michael Mann I love so Michael much? Mann. <laughs> Imagine Michael Mann without a blue light. Disgusting. You'll have a Mazzy for the man. <laughs> Tom's lost. <laughs> Sipped water at the worst time. Can't be dropping Mazzy for a man while I'm trying to have a drink, boys. Jesus. I, I wanted to have a big Mazzy for the colour grade and I yeah. couldn't. And then we found out why. And it's because we were streaming this through Damo's laptop, Correct. which was connected to the TV. And Damo's laptop had that. That blue light setting on it, whereas yeah. the night progresses, the blue light is extracted so you can help go to sleep. Yeah. And um, loves a good hey, sleep. It worked because I was fucking tired watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a crime against cinema, I think. You were, once we figured it out, 
You were very livid. I was. Like, I really was. My experience of watching this is forever <laughs> tainted. You, you can't rewatch this. No, would you ever rewatch it without the color? Because then we, yeah, I think then we just put a scene on without it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're not oh, yeah. normal. Oh, that's yeah, completely I think fine. We were like, it can't be that bad. You, sorry, I wasn't like that. You probably both were. And I was like, <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. And then we tried it, and oh my god, it's a different movie, a whole new world. Um, and I, I hate that my brain can't adapt. No, no. If something's off, I'm like, it's like if I'm at home watching, and my girlfriend's not watching a movie with me, and she's just sort of mm. go around the house doing odds and ends and if there's a bit of noise being made I'm like I can't get 100% absorbed into the story right, here. yeah yeah it was that but, but it was color it was, grading yeah. wise I know you, you're right to be upset it was like it was like whenever they film anything in Mexico yeah. and it's got that that sepia yeah. tone over the top of it except it's in a basement in Canada. cold <laughs> snowy Canada it should be blue like yeah. it should have those dark blacks and blues and everything and white yeah. seeping through it I did think it was a really interesting directorial choice those sequences in black and white of all the people who have been killed yeah yeah was in sepia yeah and i was like this is a really weird choice to do it's <laughs> a, you- but, but also i was like it's a weird movie it's a high concept film it's entirely within radios do you yeah. know just while we're on this it was yeah. almost going to be weirder there was a version of this movie that was just the waveforms of mm. the audio oh, oh. That, that was the whole fucking movie yeah, yeah 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 what yeah there was a concept of this movie that was just the waveform and they're like Nah. <laughs> That's called a radio play, boys. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Come like, on. They didn't know what format they were. Well, and the, and the only voices I think you could hear clearly in that were Grant and, and um, is it Sydney? Sydney yeah, yeah, Sydney yeah. is, yeah. Um, Sydney, yeah. yeah. Well, producer. I like that you looked at the sepia tones and had a sort of positive reaction to it. Because for me, I'm just watching it and going, oh, I just don't respect you, these filmmakers. This is, why have they done this? What a bad, what a bad choice. I can't believe you're punishing the film for Damo's mistake. Well, at the time, I didn't know that it was Damo. I never would have thought that he would <laughs> betray cinema. <laughs> I think it was, an, we got to watch a very unique, we had a unique experience. We did. There's no one else people probably copped hashtag that. and released the sepia cut yeah. all over the internet <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> Never trust friends with color guys. Yes. No, I fucked it. Okay? I promise I I'll, I'll rewatch. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm I'll sorry. rewatch because you guys really enjoyed it. And I got to the end of it. Very tired, boy. Yeah, yeah. May have drifted. Ready for bed. May have drifted. It's a- ready for bed and then probably stayed up for three more hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like us. Uh, well, yeah. Big five stars for me. And it's interesting. Wow. I think five stars. I think I was sort of maybe four and a half because mm. that ending I still have some questions about, but we'll get to that. You're but- talking about the, like, the little... Post-credit the post-credit maybe? thing, I I don't I like the idea behind it, but I think it could be done better. Either way, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later in the app. But I was riveted f- the whole way through. I was yeah. it did that thing where I think it's a really hard trick to pull off. Where I I wasn't always one hundred percent knowing what was taking place. There was always a level of confusion, which can piss me off because you're like, well. I don't. I don't mind. Has, like, has pissed you off? Has famously. Me, yeah, right. But for this one, I was just like, no. It did the. It hit it perfectly. I was just like, no. I just want to know. I I trusted the filmmakers, even with their crazy sepia choice. I was there for it. I was the the writing was like <laughs> exceptional. Like some of the language they're using was just beautiful. The concept I thought was great, and. This is probably, I would say, our most requested movie for Scaredy Boys. Is it really? I would say, yeah. We've had a lot of emails and Twitter and that sort of stuff. And I can kind of see why. It's not even just like, hey, here's a great horror movie. This is, I do feel like this is a Scaredy Boys horror movie. It's like, it's an interesting concept. It's slightly low budget in the sense they've got to pull off this nice trick. Got some really riveting performances. 
and it's got the name Mazzy. Mazzy's in there, and it's got and it's just got a really great concept at the core of it, which is yep. the the infected language. So I get it, and for me, yeah, me personally, all of it worked. I was other than that last little end, but again, we'll get to that. But otherwise, I literally was like slightly on the edge of my seat. I was sitting forward watching this. Yeah, it's it it does that thing that I was touching on before about how they give you no information or just enough information or the situation that they're in. Right. They can only have access to so much. Like their only point of contact for this mm. information is the police who won't tell them anything. Yes. That random French broadcast that comes through. Who want them off the air. Who want them off the air. And then their eye in the sky, the guy in the <laughs> chopper who is just in a car on yeah. a hill. Like the, the <laughs> fact that there aren't that that's all their only source of information. Yeah. And and because of also who Mazzy is and you learn the kind of shock jock kind of guy that he is right. and he was all about the truth, that it's the perfect format for it. It's he's great. gonna he's gonna try to get this information out, but he's also not He's also prepared to go off half cocked if he thinks he's got yeah, something yeah. interesting, and he does it a couple of times. Yeah. Um. And so I think that, that that makes the stakes really interesting. You know what what's happening, and then because also the concept itself is it's not just like if you if this was just a run of the mill zombie film, mm. oh people are biting people. There's a thing at the hospital, and people are biting other people, and then they're, then they're getting up and they're biting people. We'd be like, okay, we get it. Yeah. But the fact that it's like they're biting people, and then it's like they're doing weird things, and then you get that horrific audio mm. of the guy who's like broken his own legs or arms and he's just calling out for his mum. Isn't that the, the chopper guy? No, it's, no, no, it's the it's, chopper it's, guy is talking find that to guy, him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that guy comes to find him yeah. and they, he falls into the grain silo yeah. trying to get away from him because yeah. he can see them pulling people out of vans and yelling at them. Yeah. Right. He, that's the thing he says. He says they keep yelling. I'm going to try to listen to what they're saying and you're like, oh, that Don't feels that. wrong. Yes. Yeah. That feels bad, man. It's, it's the addition of the language thing to this that yeah. just sells it completely. 100%. Because, yeah, all we really heard about it, all I knew about it was zombies. And I was like, yes. oh, okay, radio station and zombies. So they're going to be under attack by right. like, these rampaging zombies. But it kind of like, it's it's yeah, it's far better than that. Yeah, and I would say the zombies element is probably what delayed me, at least, from putting this forth as a possible Scary Boys watch. Because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I'm done with zombies. I, don't, I feel like it's all been done. I will say, if it, even if it had been straight zombies, but we're just getting- these guys in a radio station, they don't really fully know what's happening and they're trying to- That would still be an elevated yes. zombie movie, in my opinion, in the yeah. sense that I would find that really interesting. But then, like you said, Sean, the icing on the cake of bringing this unique, interesting form of infection. And I know there's been some other sci-fi stories with earworms and this sort of stuff. But for me, this was really unique and it even managed to explore the idea further than just- uh, language is infected, like the language is infected, but it's even like, no, no, it's the English language that's infected. So straight away, you're like, oh, cool, we got some rules. Yeah. And baby, do I love some rules. <laughs> yeah. But these rules are esoteric because yeah. it's certain words, but only certain words for certain people. Yes. And this is what I like because you think about Tom, for example, you unfortunately in the past week were quite sick. Yes, it's true. I was Your damn well. Partner who you live with. Didn't get sick. No, we have a small house. I don't know. I was a sick boy. Right. And so I like- I kept licking her when she was asleep. Didn't, <laughs> didn't work. Like, get sick, bitch. <laughs> just the idea of going up to people when you're sick, you just be like, get sick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could have I could have made so many enemies during COVID. <laughs> just, just get a t-shirt that says, get sick, bitch. Oh, here comes the get sick, bitch guy again. 
Oh man, I'd have died. But, so. Yeah, the the esoteric rules make sense because infection kind of does come across as, as esoteric to some point. Like we don't fully understand it ever, and even if we do, it's well after the fact, not in the first moments of infection. That the description of infection is mm. is really pertinent, I think. And I was reading a quote from the original writer, and he mm-hmm. was breaking down the stages of infection and how he really wanted to make a, tell a story where. It really ex- explore that idea of yeah. people being confused about how a disease works and not knowing yes. why this person yes. and why not this person. And he basically is like, there are three phases to the infection. First is you get stuck on a word and there's no apparent from from the outset, you can't determine which word's going to catch which person. So you right. can't actually work it out from there. Yeah. And then once you're stuck on the word, all words become hard for you. And that's the second stage. And then by the time you get to the third stage, you're in such a state of distress. Mm-hmm. The only remedy, and this is the choice quote, Sean, which you will love. Damo has already read this. But this is a choice quote for you. The only remedy is to chew your way through someone else's mouth. Whoa, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that is, yeah. uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're basically like, I just need to get the, the words into their uh, mouth. Yeah, you take it from me. That's yeah. why it's that thing of early on, there's that idea that they kill themselves and then the person, the next person then gets it. Yeah. Because they've driven themselves into a frenzy yeah. with, with a word and or whatever it is. And if they don't get to, like, old mate, the the assistant who's working at the thing, then they just vomit up blood, apparently. Their brain and just explodes just out explode their mouth. Die. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Which is kind of like, even that's good because if you know how infection works on a cellular level, so let's say you've got a virus, it'll- Enter a cell, it'll proliferate within that cell until that cell just bursts mm. and then it'll go and infect other cells. Science boy over so for this, here. we go. <laughs> so for this woman, it's like. Do you know what's the name of science boy, Sean? It's virus boy. Boy <laughs> loves a bit of viral. I do love immunology. He does. Yeah. I was going to do, do um, honors in immunology because I was very. It was easily the most interesting part of my viral degree. Boy. Yeah. Mm. Either way, so yeah, her getting infected full of words that she needs to get a pass onto someone else and then exploding is, I think, even that's great. And then while we're on the rules, the, there was this one where it was like terms of endearment yes. is like more infectious. Yes. And I kind of like that even as like, it's almost like, oh, yeah, that kind of weirdly works. They're a subsection within the larger part of language. For whatever reason, the virus has got in there and connected to that part of language. And so that's a, like a transmission point. Like, again, I just think that's an interesting idea on top of what is already an interesting idea. Is yeah. an element of weakness to it, I suppose? Like, I, I, I would know. say so, I, yeah. I don't know how it works, but I imagine like, you know, to say that you- Love somebody is to sort of open yourself Ooh, up a bit. Yeah, so it's okay. an opening for it to get in and get you. There's a vulnerability there. Yeah, yeah that's interesting, yeah. dude. And even it reflecting in the way a normal virus works, that the people that you are closest, like if you are your your husband is more likely to get sick if you are sick. Your kids are more you're more likely yeah, to get yeah. your kids, you know, my brother's got a kid now. That boy's been so sick because that, <laughs> that baby goes out and does stuff with other people, comes home and is like, Hey dad, have some illness. Yeah. Hey dad, I had some dirt today. Yeah. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. <laughs> but that's it. Like you're more likely to get that from the points of inf- <laughs> uh, points uh, infection from points of affection. Your nephew yeah. is basically the next version of get sick bitch. He is. <laughs> he's, 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 he changed his name. <laughs> he's going to take after his uncle. Infection movies post COVID, I find, are very mm. interesting. Yep. If there's a movie being made now that is about an infection, I kind of don't want it because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ah, sick yeah. Or, we've had that for years. We've been for sure living through it. But I find the older ones more interesting because they just become more and more timely yes. as yeah. time goes on, essentially. Like, I think it's more interesting to watch Pontypool now than it would have been yes. pre-COVID. Because you're like, what did they do right? What did they do wrong? And yeah. they actually did quite a lot right, especially like we're talking about. The confusion element, I think, is yeah. great. All of us, you know, one, you've got so much time on your hands, but we're watching the news, trying to figure out the latest stats, see what yeah. people were thinking F- about this 
Fear of the Unknown. And I think in the past, watching an infection movie before COVID, mm. if you hadn't really dealt with that thing, there's that, you know, there's the detachment from it. Yes. But now you watch, like, I watch Pontypool and I'm like, oh, I can totally buy into like the fear of this because yeah. it's like, yep. yeah. What's going on? How does it work? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to die? What's going to happen sort of thing? And you're so, right. yeah, I yeah. think it just works better now. That lived experience sort of yeah. en- enriches it. And I think you're right. Like, again, I, this is something that's always I've had, like, a, a non-interest in zombie movies because I'm like, all right, well, like, it feels like you're sick, it's helpless, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, having lived through it and knowing, okay, there are things you can do to stop you doing it, but yeah. you need to know how it works in order to do those things. Well, really which, interesting. which is what I love with the solution they come up with in this is that, Grant Mazzy's like, well, we need to, you know, when you say a word so many times, it loses its meaning. Mm. Let's do that. Let's change yeah, the definition yeah, of the word you're awesome. saying so that the virus can't hold on to that word anymore. Because it's literally being like, the cure for this is meaning. What a great idea. Right. Can yeah, we take eradicate kill the word, meaning? Yeah. You know, she's stuck on the word kill. Well, no, it's kiss now. Kill yeah. means kiss. Yeah. yeah. That's And you just keep saying it to her until it's true. Yeah. Because that's what you do with language. Yeah, yeah. Or, or speaking in a foreign language, the... The doctor who comes in and he's clearly been infected because he gets stuck on the word breathe or breath, I think. Breath, yeah, yeah. And so then he starts speaking, I don't know what the language is, but just in another language, in a foreign language, to try to inoculate himself. Mm. But then every now and again, you just hear him say breathe. Like, so he's like, it's just interesting to see the. The tactics that the kind of guerrilla tactics that yeah, people yeah. use. Yeah. yeah. I, and I also, one thing I really loved is how they sort of slowly at the start trip feed you with Mazzy's character. Yeah. You just get a complete idea of the yes. man's life, essentially. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. What has led him to this little small town job. Yes. Which he gonna, doesn't want. It's going to crush his soul. Yeah. yeah. It is crushing his yeah. soul. Yeah. And when he finds out that the guy, the pie in the sky is actually just a guy <laughs> yeah. in his car with some sound effects. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking beautiful. It's but then, like, what I love about this movie is that, like, Mazzy could be such a dick. Yeah. 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 And they just redeem him every now and He's again. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just, yeah. just little bits. Like, he, he, he genuinely. Has a respect for radio. Yeah. Yes. And he does like the assistant who, mm. who sort of he buys him the whiskey. He has yeah. that kind of respect with her and he makes fun of Sydney. But then he learns that thing about our chopper guy. When the chopper guy is in danger, mm. there is genuine concern in yeah. his voice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, you're like, oh, you actually. You're a prick, but you do give a shit. Yeah, you're right. They're actually really good at that. He's a dick, but they just, you know, every every probably five, ten minutes, they just give you a little thing, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right. it's good. Yeah, it's good right. character stuff, and the actor does a really good job, it's too. fantastic. He's yeah. great. He comes in, I think, with a lot of power and swagger. Yeah. And just a killer of, voice. An incredible voice, that voice. And it just strips it away from him, and you yeah. go, oh, okay, now I see what you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that voice was oh, it's like amazing. fucking- whiskey and molasses like yeah. mixed together yeah. drink that down yeah really good and, and i agree i think yeah the, it starts off where you think you know who he is and then slowly you get a bit more depth to the character and even like the relationship with him and sydney where we get some really nice conflict where he's being his shock jock thing and she's saying you can't do that this is this is fucking pontypool man yeah pull it's it tiny in town yeah, yeah yeah and he kind of like he he does like respect it. He starts to do what she wants, but you know, there's obviously some dissatisfaction yeah. there to say the least. But then, yeah, once it kicks off, we kind of need the shock jock thing a little bit. Like he needs, and then even at the end, where him, like that shock jock thing of like talking fucking nonsense, where yes. you're like, what is this? Like you're half listening to the radio, and then at some point, you're like, they are just yeah. verbal diarrhearing yeah. into my ear. Yeah. Like I don't, they're not saying anything. And the idea that that's the superpower that might win the day—that's the fucking. I mean, good that's pretty shit. cool. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of yeah. nice. The way it comes back to that. I I also love that there's that whole thing throughout it, and and I kind of hit it a little bit. But when the mili- the French military are like, he's infected. Yeah, and you're like, 
Is he? Right. You don't. They never yeah, give you a yeah. clear answer. It's never super clear, but he could be because mm. you, you see him a few times get stuck on a few words. There's that bit really early on where he's like tripping out a little bit and having a bad time. And, of course, at the start, we see that woman bump up against his car on his way yeah. to the station. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, there's a transmission point. Maybe he got infected there. And they also make the statement that- What's the word she says? Uh, you don't hear it. She just sort of mouths. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But he was saying, but also uh, they're saying that like his broadcast is like patient zero because mm. his first bit of broadcast is about a cat named Honey <laughs> that has gone missing. And this, and he's talking yeah, about Honey and words that mean- in, And then Ponty, like Ponty and panties and pools mm. and bridge, like- it's very clear that maybe he was. Yep. Maybe his broadcast, pre-recorded broadcast, is what kicked all of this off. Who who can say? Right. Um, although there is the whole thing. There's a, a woman with like dementia in a hospital who's been saying something about a hurricane and yeah, that like tricked yeah. a bunch. Anyway, it's yeah. It's it, it's a movie that that'll mess you up. And I uh, tell you what, I'm scared of words, boys. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Well, on the scared factor, were we scared? There's some... Scared is... Stressed. I was stressed. Yeah, I yep. think you got to go a, a no, mm-hmm. but very cooked. Very cooked. Yes, yeah. yeah. I also say, like, as I said, I was really leaning forward the whole way through. I kind of felt like like the doctor did in this episode. When that doctor came in and he was just fascinated. Every time there was a new symptom or a <laughs> yeah. new something, oh, that's new. he was just like, oh, this is, oh, sorry about your friend, but oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. I was yeah. just like wanting to like know and I was just really entranced with the whole thing. Yeah. So it kind of did. I will say, so the scary moments, you talked about the baby voice. That was pretty That was bad. creepy as And anytime they were doing sounds, when um the, I can't remember, I keep forgetting her name, the, the girl who was the assistant. Oh, Laura Lann? Laura Lann? Laura Ann, yeah. Laura Ann, Laura Ann. We could look it up. We could. No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got I'm on a band. I'm David Detective. All right, good idea. But when she started doing the kettle noise, do you remember this? Oh, when, yeah. Like she's just sort of standing yeah, there yeah, doing yeah. that high and pitch. She's re- repeating the kettle and the doctor's like, we need to go. Yes. <laughs> she's just imitating like, whatever yeah. sound she's using. That was good. That's like, mm. It's those sorts of moments That's where- That's very creepy. We've talked about this stuff before where it's like, it's just taking a normal situation and just- Laura Ann. Laura Ann. You're very Laura. okay. Very nice. And, yeah, adding this one creepy element. It's the kind of thing Jordan Peele does really well, yeah. where just something unnatural, something creepy. And it's not over the top. It's not big and campy because that would ruin it. It's just that one thing. And it fucking yeah. is, works. It's freaky. Making it wrong. Yes, yeah. making it wrong. Kingy's 
pretty good at it too. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that tweaking it, tweaking it so far, like so far that it's ridiculous, and then you just tweak it a little bit further, and it stops being ridiculous and mm. becomes upsetting. Yeah. And I love also the idea of of the the zombies, which are they have a name. They're called conversationalists. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Wow. Okay. Apparently, according to the writer, um, and the credits. Right. Um, but but the idea that then they just stop talking, and so she can't follow them. Mm. Like even though she can see them, and she knows. They're there because they're not making sound and she can't hear them talk. They just walk around her. They go into the booth and she keeps trying to get into the booth but because they're just Ugh. being silent. It's, yeah, fuck, it's juicy. Yeah. It's scary. It's Yeah, so those moments, that's where the scare I was scared from. then. Yeah. yeah. We're Got talking him. a lot. This is this is the, the worry. You know you, what, when we do Candyman yeah. and then the fear comes from saying his name several times. <laughs> What's his name? I'm not saying it. <laughs> Oh, that would suck if you if that was your word. You got stuck on oh, that. Oh, and then, double curse. And then as you're doing it, you summon him and he's like, oh, no, you're cursed. <laughs> Does it work if you say it a hundred times? Maybe it brings Super Candyman out. Jesus. Oh, shit. But, but I feel very dangerous talking. Yeah, well, don't use any terms of endearment. Okay, babe. Oh, oh no, fuck. Honey, oh. none of that. Jeez, he fucking loves it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? It's it's such a... It's one of those situations where mm. it's like, what are you going to do? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like we talked about, like seeing them try to figure it out, like they're getting such sparse... Broken information, yeah. and they're even like, and it's even that great thing you talked about. Um, World War Z, how he's a journalist. Yeah. You've kind of got these guys somewhat fitting the same role where they're trying to get the word out to the people, but they don't know what the fucking word is. Like yeah. they don't know how. And to also, do getting it. word out to people is dangerous. Is also a dangerous element. Yeah, yeah. They they make choices where it's like. Well, of course, that's what you would do, but also at the same time, it's like just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. S- speak French. Shut <laughs> it down. <laughs> shut the whole thing down. Shut the whole thing down. Like the, yeah. the that French cut in when they say, "Hey, it's English that's wrong." Like that is such a great raise of the stakes because we kind of this we're a bit ahead of our characters at that yeah. point. And then yeah, every time he's talking on the radio, you're like, "Fucking shut it down." What's that bit where they read? They they translate the French message, and right. he's reading it out. And the last line of it is, do not translate this message. Yes. And he's just translated the message and then broadcast it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh man. No. It's, oh. I mean, to be fair to the, the French probably should have started with, do not translate this message. It's the French's fault? Yeah. That's the, I knew it was the <laughs> fucking French. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing too, that this movie can probably only work in a, in a country like Canada where you mm. have a dual language. Like Australia is yeah. quite a multicultural place. Sure. There's a lot of people who speak other language, languages other than English at home. But Canada's the big one because you've got yeah. French. Yeah. Perfect setting. The fact that they figure out anything is mm. pretty miraculous. Yeah, I'll put a big ticket in the column. Oh, they yeah. Are, but yeah, there are yeah. certain points where it's like, no, 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 you've translated it now. You've kind of mm. got an understanding of it. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What you're doing is actually dangerous. It is. It's like what you said. They are journalists. They're collecting mm. the information. But- Instead of collecting the information, fact-checking, and then putting a report out, they're just going like, straight It's just verbal yeah, diarrhea. It's yeah, their, yeah. their thoughts just going straight out. But once, they start, once they start thinking, like, they do that great thing where um, he gets the loop of the message, Sydney so, is alive, mm-hmm. so that whoever's outside knows that someone is alive in the radio station. Yeah. He assumes he's infected, so he's done. Mm. And then all of the conversationalists, zombies, yeah. just start repeating that phrase over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Like, that's clever. And then yeah. when the doctor's like, oh, I'm done for, so he runs outside mm. screaming that yep. phrase. Yes. So they all follow him. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, it's just some, they yep. make some big, clever choices in amongst some dumb ones. But the dumb ones are made because they don't have all the information. But I guess that's the lesson in maybe shut the fuck up till you have all the yeah, information. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But again, like, and thinking about this is basically in, in real time, which is another yeah. element I really enjoyed about. Yeah. Like, that's 
can be hard to pull off. Not everyone can be 24 with old mate. Uh, <laughs> when does he shit? <laughs> when does he shit? In the ad breaks. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. But all the ad breaks is usually- <laughs> He's just like doing the quickest, <laughs> smashing that shit out as quick as he can. Obviously, I've watched a lot of 24, all of it. Um, the ad breaks are generally always, he gets in, it's like him transport somewhere. Like it's right, a, right. It's a car. You cut to the ad while he's in a car moving. So he's done a location. shit in the car. So yeah, the when does he eat? When does he shit? There's some I've, intense car I've watched, rides I've happening. I've watched 24 in ages. Yeah. And I know, I know that it's real time. Yeah. Mm. But like, is it? Yeah. Because they, they cut away from him, though, at points, don't they? Cut away from him? Or is he in every scene? I don't think he's in every scene, no, because you'll cut away to, like, a president having a chat to an aide there you and go. stuff he's like that. He's having a shit then. I guess he's having a shit then. Yeah, all right. He's having quick shits. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just hasn't eaten. Like, he, he doesn't eat, so he's not shitting. And to be fair, he's only not eating for one day. Yeah. It's not like it's like twenty four. But normally the show cuts in. And it's like him being woken up by a phone call, and then you know the the, the plot is in motion. He's got to do it. Yep. What if he had a big night the night before? Well, he's got to hold it in. What if he it, ate a lot the night yeah, before? He's got to hold it in. If you see him down in more than one coffee, you're straight away like, okay, well, come on. That's why he's choking so many people out. <laughs> <laughs> he just. I'm holding in my shit. <laughs> I reckon he is holding it because you like the adrenaline kicks in. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. Yep. The president's gonna die or whatever the fuck it yeah. is. He and must then, do. As soon as credits roll, oh. an explosive. <laughs> Kiefer is. <laughs> That's the next 24 hours. <laughs> the next 24 hours. <laughs> He's been broiling for 24 hours. <laughs> fuck it. Uh, oh boy. Uh, what would we do in this situation, lads? I think we're fucked. We'd probably die. Because yeah. I think- Although, isn't like a way to do it to just talk fucking verbal gibberish? <laughs> True. It. And failing that, play How Good's Footy, the podcast that Tom and I do. <laughs> football. The famous Every gas episode's a gas podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This week, no exceptions. <laughs> no weeks, any exceptions. No, never. Every Wednesday. Well, yeah, so like, okay, well, let's talk about the ending very quickly then, because that post credit scene where it's like black and white. Well, so a bomb gets dropped on the yes, station. Yes, yeah. So you're not sure if they're successful or not. Yeah, or if they're alive or, or if they're not. alive or not. And then, yeah, we get. We get over the credits. We get a number of scenes of basically showing, hey, this thing was not contained to Pontypool. It's made its way to England. It's spreading. Well, no, it, it starts off as being contained because all the news reports are it stayed in. It's right, been, no, right. No, 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 no. And then you get that sting of the BBC guy getting stuck on the word Pontypool. 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 Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. But then we get that very odd post-credit scene. Sepia. Sepia coloured. <laughs> Sydney and uh, Mazzy. But also known as Lisa and Jody Deadeyes, yep. are in a Lisa bar. Lisa the Killer, Lisa the Killer and Johnny Deadeyes, correct? Real Kill Bill energy, very much so. And so, yeah, I kind of like. And then, yeah, basically, they're they're off to live their life, and then slowly the, the color le- leeches back into the scene. Yeah, and it's not fully explained what the fuck this is about at all. No, there's a theory. Yeah, that I I did some research. Great. I put on my little detective hat. Love yeah. to see What's the detective them- do his job. It's kind of talking gibberish, isn't it, to avoid the... So there's two theories. Mm-hmm. One of the theories is that early on the doctor posits that if we change language, reality itself could become infected and change. Right. And so one of the theories is that that's what's happened, that words have just changed reality and this mm. is the new, they've just changed who they are in order to not be... Which I, I like, like if, if, if language creates meaning by yep. putting, by contextualizing something and giving it a word, that is what now gives us meaning. That's how we as society can, can function because we all agree all words mean the same things and that breaks down and then I kind of like the idea of the DNA of reality has broken down and then through it, a new reality has burst forth. Mm. The other theory yeah. is a much simpler theory, which is apparently the actor playing Sydney had had like a personal, like a health scare or some injury or something 
near-death experience and was like, can I not die at the end? And the director was like, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. Oh, so in Maybe real- it's a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah so I think yeah. it's a bit of both. Okay. Like, I think it was like, we can make that work right. doing this. She's like, I've already faced mortality. I'd rather yes. my character not do the same. I, I believe so. Okay. Is one version. And apparently the radio plays different. Oh, okay. Everyone dies. Oh, shit. And, and the, like so, she yeah. she doesn't the, the, she dies with kill yeah that so she's gone he, he was my one uh, again for a demo not to give a five stars I think I did four and a half from memory was the ending and I didn't like I said I don't actually mind that interpret the, the initial interpretation of that strange uh, post credit sting but I kind of want. Just let me know that that's what it is. Like, I don't know how don't you know do that. You don't that. need to know me. You don't yeah, need to know. Yeah, but Damo wants to know. Doesn't yeah, need do. to be in a fucking Inception spinning top. Just just tell me. Yeah, like, again, I you like want someone the to look at the it. camera and be like, Sean, this is what it is. Yeah. It was all a dream. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Would you love it if at the end of every movie, instead of a post credit sting, it just had cut to, like, who's an actor? Denzel Washington, right? He's got a nice cadence. I'm just thinking oh, vocally. He's the most charismatic Actor ever, I think. It cuts to Denzel at the end and he just explains the plot to the movie for you in one minute or less. Just in case you need it, Sean. I'd love it. <laughs> well, no, then I wouldn't watch the movie. <laughs> watch just, Denzel. Uh, I, don't, I don't need to see all the heat. I'll just fast forward to the end. <laughs> oh, no, got to watch heat. <laughs> and then I love it if, at the end, Denzel's just like, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching an episode of 24, it cuts to Denzel and he's just like, his shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see at the end of every movie is Kiefer Salvard just dropping a massive news. <laughs> Fuck. I think we survive Pontypool yep. because we are talking shit right now. Yeah. And I think that makes us immune. Yeah. We are talking shit literally and metaphorically. Yes. So like we're covered on every possible end of that spectrum. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're I think we live. We live, boys. I think we however, we live, we fuck up humanity. Oh, Our podcast do. kills so yeah. many. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners like Astro would like to help us out, you can. It's really easy. You can just head over to patreon.com forward slash boys, where you can become a patron for just five bucks a month. Get access to all our bonus episodes, including chases, scary stories, deep dives, so much other stuff. IMB Detective is up over there. We've got the audio commentary for John Carpenter's The Thing and so much more. There's so much stuff over there. So, yeah, please do go check it out. Otherwise, you can also leave us a review wherever you listen or tell your mates. All of that helps us out a bunch. And lastly, if you have any comments about this episode or just want to say hi, you can email us at 3 at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I've been Tom. Oh, no, boys. I've been Tom. I've been Tom. <laughs> I've been Tom. Babe. 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 Stay. <laughs> Thanks, get everyone. You'll have a Mazzy for the man.